the NBA is on TuneIn, streaming NBA games around the globe. It's time to bring you the confrontational front court of Michael Rappaport and Kenyon Martin. Kmart sends it home. This is Two Men Weave on the NBA on TuneIn, your home for the NBA Finals. All right. It's time again for the Two Man Weave. Kenyon Martin, Michael Rappaport. Kenyon Martin is looking sharp today. Hey, appreciate it, brother. Ken, Kenyon Martin is press conference ready in the new age of press conference uh, uh, of, the, of the dress code in the NBA. <laughs> My name is Michael Rappaport. I'm in here with K. Mart. Yes, sir. We in here. Kenyon Martin. Basketball fans time of the year. This is when it all comes together. Yeah, the playoffs are, are, are within sight. For the some. NCAA tournament <laughs> for some, for some, <laughs> for some, but for the for the fans, it's there definitely. Um, Kmart's all over the TV. ESPN analyst commentator, you're doing you're doing the do. How you feeling, Mr. Martin? I'm feeling wonderful today, brother. How about yourself? Man? I'm feeling yeah, good. Man, just got off the air doing Sports Nation. Man, it was it was a good show. Um, had a good time. Do you like doing live TV? Yeah, man, it's fun. It's fun. The only thing is, um, me and my mouth. So that's giving me practice for us. You know, right, these right. going back and forth. So when we're doing like the little rundown of the show, I'm f bombing and all other words. They're like, "Oh yeah, get them out now." Yeah, you got to get them out now. <laughs> got to get them out early. No, but it's fun for me, man. Um, it's fun just giving my opinion on things. Um, things that I I see, I hear. Right. You know, a lot of things that I keep to myself. Not a lot of people know. I'm right. That I pay attention to a lot of things that's going on, not only in the sports world but in the world in general. Um, but yeah, man, just giving my opinion, man. Um, uh, I got a lot of good positive feedback from it. Good. Um, so just trying to strive, man. Just do every, um, just do a few things. Um, um see what my niche is going to be. Do you? Do you? Uh, uh, for me, when I do the live television <clears throat> television aspect, I get like a like it's like a rush because yeah. because it's live. Anything can go wrong. You yeah. could say something good. You could say something bad. You could click. You can go over the top. You could freeze. You're, 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 you know, you know, when you get comfortable, your mind yeah. could space out. It's not a regular conversation, just like doing this show here. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it, it seems regular because of the professional level that me and Kenyon Martin present the two man weave to you. But, 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 but do, do, does the live aspect like does it get your your, your blood flowing a little bit? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's like kind of like playing the game a little bit, right? Because you, know, you know everybody's watching. And right. you have to perform, and you have to be. Um, you try to be on your A game, right? You know. And then for me, it's, um, it's like I said, me watching my mouth, and then, and the fact that I have a speech impediment, um, right? You know, I stutter and things like that, and and just show people that that stutter and things like that that you can't be afraid to go up there and still speak your mind and go in front of crowds of people and still speak your mind and things like that. As far as as far as stuttering mm-hmm. and, and spo- as far as the speech impediment, I think it's you're a great example, especially for kids, yeah, because I'm sure. You know, kids get teased. I don't definitely. know if you got yeah, teased. Definitely got teased. Did you really? Definitely got teased, man. Grades affected. Was scared to talk in front of classrooms. Didn't class participate. Like you got to go up, up to a certain grade where you have to do class assignments where you have to go in front of the class and speak. And that's part of your grade. That's part of your overall grade. Right. And I would never do that. You just refuse to I do refuse it. I refuse to do it. And and of course it affected my overall grade in the class. Right. You know, so grades was affecting things like that. But definitely got teased, man. And I've reached out to um, people over the years. People have reached out to me over the years. People that stutter, you know, kids especially. But I like it's for me being on radio and live TV, live radio and live TV. 
should give them the confidence that they can do and be whatever they want to be. I agree, and I think you particularly because you're, you know, you 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 were teased, and now you know you 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 had such a great career, and now that you're doing it live, which yeah. for someone with a speech impediment. Pediment, I imagine that's like the scariest of the scary. Yeah, definitely, definitely, man. Like years ago, I wouldn't have done anything like this, Mike. You wouldn't like, have. Yeah, yeah. Because I how'd just you, how'd you get to the point where you felt comfortable? Just realizing that it's a part of me. Right. It's, it's in my DNA. Right. It's just like if your hair is going to fall out, when it's just in your DNA. Right. You, you, um, I can't do anything about it. You know. So for me, just embracing it and knowing what it is and knowing how to. How to go about it each and every day, man. Uh, I, I'm not afraid to speak in front of people. Right. I'm not afraid to speak my mind. Right. If I stutter, I stutter. Right. You know, I, I can't help that. Right. You know, but just me knowing what it is and me being able to be on this platform. Right. You know, and it's like, like, like I said, there's times where I stutter worse than others. Right. I, I've had conversations with people where people actually didn't know I stuttered. Right. You know, until somebody hear it later or they read my story or things like that, people really don't know. Right. You no, know, because it's just, it's not all the time, but as I mean, I've met some wonderful, wonderful people over time, some great kids, man, that was having confidence issues and things like that, you know, but to be able to speak to them, speak to their parents and give them the, the, the things that I had to go through and the things that, that made me want to not worry about that part of my life, uh-huh. knowing that it's a part of me and I can't change. The only thing I can do is live with it and then just try to make the best of it. And I'm fine, man. My confidence is sky high. I don't. If somebody gonna tease it, it is what it is. People are evil. We right. all know that. People are horrible people when they come to certain things, man. And and you just can't help it. But it, like for me to be on this stage, man, to let people know that it's possible. So so don't 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 shy away from anything you want to do because you have some type of ailment or speech impediment, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. You can still strive to be the best you can be, man. I think that's dope, and I, and I think you know you should continue to do that, and you, you know you should continue to go out of your way, especially to talk to kids because yeah. you. You know, you're a big dude. You're a strong dude. I think that you, you'll make people, you know, inspire them and make them feel comfortable. Spe- yeah. You know, like because the kids being teased, we all got teased yeah. at one point for for one thing or another. Yeah. Whether it was just one day, mm-hmm. or or you know, a period, or his pimples, or yeah, you know, whatever it is, yeah. you know, you all go through. But I think as far as speech impediments, especially with kids, you know, you should continue to do that um, because. Um, you know, I just think that, you know, like you're like, you know, you've come such a long way in your career and in your life. And it's just yeah. like the way you played and, yeah. you know, but to have this sort of vulnerability that was something that, you know, was targeted. I think you should continue to do it. Yes, sir. Um, we're taking calls. 844-635-6684. 844-635-6684. This is the NBA on TuneIn. Kenyon Martin, Michael Rappaport. They call us the confrontational two. You dig. They call us the two-man weave. Um, I'm going to jump right into this, Kenyon. The skinny genification moment of the week, in my opinion, happened last night um, when Serge Ibaka and Brooke Lopez, uh, one of the twins of the Lopez brothers, um, uh, Toronto was in uh, Chicago. I'm sorry, Chicago was in Toronto. I I predicted that they were going to win that game, by the way. I saw midway through the fourth quarter that the Chicago. They, I could just tell Chicago wasn't about that life. Yeah, because if you ain't playing for none of that juncture of the game and the team start making a run, you're like, oh, here we go. The resistance isn't going to be the not, same, right? It's not going to be the same. No matter how much you think it is, it's just that that extra sort of in yeah. your bloodstream yeah, level. When you, yeah, it's just, and you see it time and time again. Right. You know, it happens. Teams where they they come out there on fire early, and when they get crunch time. They're like, ah, well, we really ain't playing for nothing. It's, 
Yeah. And Toronto, they're like, yo, we, we yeah, need we to need do this. this. We're going to be in these situations. Yeah, we need to tighten up. Definitely. The Chicago Bulls are without Dwayne Wade. But at some point in the game, I'm not fact-checking this moment because it doesn't deserve fact-checking. <laughs> the skinny genification moment of the week does not deserve fact-checking. But a little tussle ensued between Serge Ibaka and Brooke Lopez. Um, and actual NBA punches were thrown. Sweet. Now... <laughs> And then they, they were actually missed. So Robin Lopez, sorry, Brooke Lopez, threw a punch. He's got big hands. He's a seven-footer. It missed Serge Ibaka. And if you're a seven-footer with a seven-footer's hand and you missed the punch, maybe you didn't want to connect. And then Serge Ibaka, he didn't, he didn't duck it or, or roll with it. He just missed the punch, which is crazy because he just he clearly missed. And then Serge threw, threw, a, threw a right back. And 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 uh, and and Robin Lopez yeah. uh, missed that punch too, and he kind of ducked that. So they were both swinging, both missed. It was like a pillow fight gone yeah. wrong. Yeah, and you can call them either one. I don't think it matters. Is it neither one of the teams are playing for anything? So I don't think it. Brooke, Robin, I, I I don't think it. Ma- I screwed up. Who's on Chicago? Is hey, it Robin I, who Brooke? cares? They ain't playing for anything right now. Hey, they hey they one of the twins. That's one of the hey, twins. One, one of the, the twins. Lopez twins. Yeah, one of them had a good night. One of them had a bad night. Right. So, so, so break but, this uh, fight down. Be Max Kellerman here. Yeah. Uh, 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 can you? So, <laughs> what, what do you think of this fight? And it, what do you think of the ramifications of this well, fight? But first, let's talk about the play-by-play yeah. play of the fight. Now, yeah, well, let's get like um, so. You don't want to see it. Uh, just uh, well, it's hard for me to say you don't want to see punches thrown, right? But um, <laughs> but yeah, you definitely don't want to see guys out there just going willing in on somebody right. for no reason. But I like the fact that they show fight in a different sense. Like they showed you. heart. They yes. showed that they care. Yes. You know what I'm like that's yes. the part I was like, hey, somebody show them that they, hey, they got, I'm saying that they actually care about winning and losing and yes. what's going on in the court. Yes, that was my first initial thought, and then I broke down the actual, the scuffle itself. The actual scuffle. The actual scuffle. The blow itself. by blow yeah. fight. This is Kenyon yeah. Martin. My, forget Max Kellerman. For, yeah. Forget Al Golding. Forget the great Howard Cosell. Yeah. Kenyon Martin is going to break this fight down. This is a historical moment. Have you ever broken down a play-by-play, blow-by-blow um, fight of an NBA game before? Nah, no, no, none that I was involved with. No, nah, right. I, have, I haven't. But, okay. um, but this one was it. Uh, the fake box out, whatever, nudge yes. that, that got his attention, that got Robert's attention. Yes. Which was nothing. 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 He was. He must have been. He must have been having a bad day. They must have put red sauce instead of white sauce yes. on his pasta before the game. Yes. Something went wrong. He had a. It was just. It wasn't going his way right. that day. Because what, what led up to the scuffle wasn't worth being a scuffle. I agree. So there it is, right? We're speaking. We're watching it right now. Watching it live. Okay. So, so so the first throw by Lopez. Yeah. I didn't think Serge wanted the problem to begin with. Okay. You no, know, they grabbed each other. They squared. They. Chest to chest, they grabbed each other, and I thought that was going to be it. Then people started getting involved. They started breaking it up. I, 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 what I saw was Serge didn't want to have the fight. You know, that, that's what I saw. But then when Robin threw the punch. The right. The right. It was that, a straight right Yeah. Hand. I don't know if he actually missed or did Serge weave it. It looked like Serge weaved it to me. I don't think he... Miss. I think okay. he was online. So Serge has got like a Floyd Mayweather sort of yeah, shoulder roll kind of deal. Okay. I don't know if it's that good, but hey, he made uh, it miss. Okay, so he gets a half a point. He gets a half a point for that. Yeah, definitely. Okay, for the defense. For the defense part of it. See, listen, yeah. defense is your best offense sometimes. Yeah, some definitely. If you can't get hit, then hey, got a shot. Okay. So, and he comes back with his own right. Yes. You know, and 
it grazed him. He had a little red. Oh, look. did it catch him a little bit? Yeah, I didn't it, catch it hit it. him. So after this the game, they interviewed him. This is why you're the fight doctor. Yeah, so they interviewed him. I didn't even catch it. I've seen the replay many times. Yeah, so they interviewed him after the game, and I, he it 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 glanced his cheek. It, okay. it didn't land flush. I didn't even catch that. Sorry. It didn't land flush. It glanced his cheek. So my thing was, what now? Right. You know. So then everybody gets involved. Now everybody's extra tough now. And there's people when they threw the punches, there were already people. Yeah, the referee was in the middle of it. Some players few, were on few the players. ground. See, that's my whole thing. Like when I had a few incidents, like people grabbing you. Right. People grabbing you. Like you know, it's not gonna. It's only gonna go so far in a basketball but, court. But my thing, like if I'm in a fight, man, don't grab me. Right. The please don't. Basketball court but, came but, in. But still, basketball, whatever. Just don't. Hey, get in between. Whatever. Just don't. Because if I get punched. Oh, and you're grabbing. And you're grabbing me. I see. I got a problem with you. Okay, even if it's your teammate. I don't care. It's happening so quick. I understand, but. But what did but, you do to break up fights? Like when you're not in the fight and you're on the court. Just get in between the middle of it, man. Like, hey, you, they so you unconsciously not grab just in yeah, case. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, like get in the middle. Because if they get punched, they get like, then it's like, it's a problem. I understand. Like, yeah, so like uh, I was, um, Nene and Ola Candy got in a fight one day. Okay. Um, Michael yeah, Ola Candy. Michael Ola Candy. And, um, and Nene got And Nene got in the fight. So, um,. I was like, I was walking over towards it. I got in the middle of it because they throwing punches. Ain't nobody landing. Right. Some NBA guys, want they want that action. Some guys don't. I didn't think neither one of those guys wanted any action, <laughs> Robin or Serge. But it's good to show that you care. That That's what I got out of it. It's good to show that some NBA players still care about what's all going on. They want that bump. They want that bump. You know what I'm talking about? Now, 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 let me ask you a question. You played against the Lopez brothers. Yes. Even though you weren't quite sure which one it was on any particular night. Definitely. And Serge Ibaka. Yes. Do, from from what you gather from about those guys, like, then listen, this is basketball. Yeah. This isn't MMA. This isn't street fighting. Yeah. No, neither one of these guys claimed to be uh, Kimbo Slice, the great Kimbo Slice. Shout out to Kimbo Slice. R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, but if you were going to say, like, okay, these guys were going to meet up in the tunnel, because I heard mm-hmm. from my friend, and and he's gone through a lot, Jason Williams. Yes, he was telling me stories back in the days that Jordan, Michael Jordan, would tell people, "Yo, you know we're not going to do this here, but we can meet up in the tunnel." Oh yeah, I, I'm. Yes, you. My hey, Jason Williams told you absolutely correct. Now, now when dudes say they want to meet up in the tunnel, like yo, forget all this show, forget all yeah. this, hold me back, hold me back, mm-hmm. I'm gonna kill you stuff. That's when like there's no one around. Yeah, it's real, yeah, because you can do it back there. Like if if guys were really want to get it on, man, there's ways around it. Right. You know, you you don't have to do it in front of. 20,000, people in the stands and millions right. of people at home watching. And it's going to get broken up. Yeah, There's like kids if you, watching. Yeah, like if you want to, like there's ways around it. Like guys are like, when I played in Denver, like everybody knew like the way the, um, the arena was set up. Like uh, we, like the home team, we had to pass the visiting team's bus to get to our car. Okay. So if we had a problem with somebody, we'll just wait by the bus. And see if they, if they wanted that action. Yeah. Now, now, at the end of the day, like w- when when the incident takes place and then like five minutes later, 10 minutes later, 15 minutes later, it could be a half hour later. Yeah. Most of the time, 99.9% of the time, no, even if you want that action, you're going to be like, this is, you're going to cool off. Yeah, definitely. It's... But based on Surge, based on, on the Lopez brothers, no. are either one of, they're basketball players. Definitely, first they're, and foremost. They're not about that life. Not at I don't think so. Uh, maybe the Bro- um, Lopez brothers had a few battles, fights, Growing up, playing one on one, probably right. I, I would see that. 
Now the two of them together, that would be like a good, like that's a good, like they have a, a career in wrestling together because they look crazy. Oh, they definitely look at their eyes. They look nuts. Right? <laughs> yeah, they definitely. If you look in their eyes, yeah, you, they definitely look like. They, and there's two they, of them. So like that would be a dope tag team in in, in yeah. wrestling, like the, the Lopez brothers versus the Morris twins. Yeah. Now that would be for WWE. That'd be a good one. You get the Lopez twins. Versus the Morris twins. Let's promote that. Let's put that together. That's what I'm, you know what Ice Cube is doing the big three. Me and Kenyon Martin are doing the, the NBA tag team. Yeah, let's, matches. yeah let's, let's do that. Let's tag team people up. Let make them wrestle. Make, do different things, man. Let's see how that go. We get Nate Robinson and Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> small guys. The small guys, and we get like you know like like Shaq. And like Charles Barkley, like, can you imagine like the little guy? And that would be like, yeah. I'm sure Nate Robinson could do top flips oh, off the ropes. Definitely all of that. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> that'd be fun. <laughs> but, but, but at the end of the night, Kenyon, as far as or as far as that fight, yeah. it was sort of a no contest. They both threw one punch and yeah. was missed. In or in, 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 for somebody to actually throw a punch, what are the ramifications now? It, it's a new commissioner now, right? You know, um, David Stern was. He was more stern right, right. than Adam Silver is, I think. Right. Um, so and we'll that's see. good for the players, right? Like, okay, you were great throwing the punch, but you shouldn't sit out 20 games. Yeah, definitely. I don't think you should sit out because it wasn't, like I said, it was one punch. Right, and it missed. But, but yeah, but the one punch, um, when we were in Denver, um, the 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 little um, brawl that you want to call it that the Nuggets got into with the Knicks. Yes. At the time, um, you were there that night. I was in a suit, though. I didn't play. Um, thank God. Right. Um, yeah, because I probably wouldn't have ever played an NBA minute oh again had I been involved. Right. Um, but yeah, God works in mysterious ways, and I think that was one of them. That was good for you. But um, but I think yeah, because Melo threw one punch, and Melo got 15 games. Yo, he connected. I, I yeah. we've had this conversation yeah, before. Yeah. I've always said that I did not think. I thought that was a sucker punch. Okay. Now, you said they made eye contact. Yeah, he was standing in front of him. Yeah, but King, Carmelo had nothing to do with. We're we're talking yeah. about the incident. When Carmelo was with Denver, yes, Kenyon was with Denver, and it was in the Garden. Nate Robinson, I don't know how well, how many years ago was this? What year was this? Two thousand and nine. We're going way yeah, back. Yeah. It's crazy that that's like eight years ago now. Um, and 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 Carmelo punched. What was the dude's name? That Marty he Collins. Marty Collins. And Car- the thing that always bothered me about that is Carmelo. It seemingly had nothing to do with the little skirmish. He just yeah. came down there. Yeah, he was he was he was on the court. So if you on the court with your guys, you're involved. I get That's that. The, yeah. But so he came from the free throw down, snuffed yeah. my man Marty yes, Collins. Yeah, snuffed him. Yeah, dropped him. Did what, he, yeah, he kind of dropped him. He dropped him. And then but Nate Robinson backed Carmelo. Nate, Nate Actually, he didn't want that business with Nate. It was it was um for one, it, Melo was the only one down there for one. He was in front of their bench for two. Right. I'm not gonna stick around for three, right? <laughs> right. In front of their bench, right? And I just dropped one of their guys. That's true. You know, so it, it's it, people. But Nate people did back them up. Actually, it wasn't Nate. Actually, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But the thing is, I, I would have backed up in the same manner if I'm in front of their bench. Okay. I'm gonna go to where my guys are. I got you. You know, and if y'all want to probably, well, we can meet up. But I'm not gonna be. I just threw a punch. I dropped one of your guys. Right. You know, the proof is there. I, I'm not afraid to throw punches. That's true. So. I'm speaking like Melo, so like it's just like one of them things where he in front of their bench. Me and Jr. are the only ones out here. Right. I, I get it. I love the fact that it's so funny to me because you've played on other teams since yeah. then, but that incident, like you're still a Denver Nugget for that incident. Yeah. Like I could tell, like you're not budging off. Like you're not gonna, you're not gonna understand my point of view as a Knicks fan, yeah. and 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 as seeing it, you're still in Denver. Like if he would have ran, I'm, you know me, listen. 
I'm gonna tell it how it is. You know that. Okay. If I fail Melo ran, I'm gonna say he ran. And I feel that he didn't want that business with Nate Robinson. And I get it because to me, when you're even if you're six eight, six nine, yeah. six seven, whatever Carmelo is, if you got a little dude like Nate Robinson coming at you, that's gonna be like, yo. Because I think the littlest dudes at the end of the day are the toughest dudes because their mentality is they're yeah, off. They, yeah, they go try to roust you, get you on the ground. They go try to scoop you and do all that, man. Like, that's just what little guys might have to do. You know right. what I'm saying? It's just one of them things, man. I'm like, hey. And that's the last thing you want to happen. Definitely. Yeah, no, don't grab my legs. You don't want Nate Robinson, who's definitely like a strong little dude, yeah. like catching you and then somehow putting you in some sort of contortion definitely. at half court in the garden. Yeah. You're never coming the biggest back from stage, that. Biggest stage there is. All right, this is a two-man. We were taking calls. That was the skinny genification moment of the uh, of the week thus far, because anything could happen. Definitely. 844-635-6684. The two-man weave, Kenyon Martin, Michael Rappaport. We'll be back. NBA on TuneIn. Call us up. We're taking calls. We're talking to the people. We'll be right back. Stay out of their lane. It's two-man weave with Michael Rappaport and Kenyon Martin. Oh, did Martin get that? All the way back down, he tipped in the alley-oop. The set play out of the timeout. That might be the dunk of the night. All right. <laughs> this is Michael Rappaport, Kenyon Martin, two-man weave. Kenyon Martin's cracking up. Yeah, this is because somebody just, <laughs> on Instagram Live, somebody just said, we trade you for Steve Harvey. No, they trade me for Steve Harvey? <laughs> nah, Steve will, Steve will be back. Listen, I gave the wrong number. We're taking phone calls. I want to hear from the people. Okay? 310-399-5152. I gave the wrong number last time. 310-399-5152. This is the two-man weave. Last night something happened in the NBA. I would love to hear your, your opinion on this. I know it's been talked about all day, but it hasn't been talked about the two-man weave way. Um, during the Lakers-Clippers game, and I love Chris Paul. How could you not love Chris Paul? I'm behind the Clippers. But during the Lakers-Clippers game, when the game was still going on, there was still a professional basketball game going on. Um, this year's been something else, man. Dudes are dudes are getting lax. Listen, man. Yo, it's the players' league. You're the stars. You're the entertainment. But 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 you you have to set a precedent for the other players. You have to set a precedent for the the the, the high school and college players uh, that are that are watching. You have to set a precedent for the college players that are going to be in the NBA. At the end of the day, for everybody, it is a business. Okay, this is not the gym. This is not your backyard, okay? This is professional basketball. Just like if you're a professional librarian, if you're a professional garbage man, whatever you're doing to make a living, and God bless everybody out there that's working hard to make a living, there is some professionalism that every business and every, every, every work, workspace needs. Chris Paul, at, at some point during the fourth quarter, had his son on his lap. Great-looking kid. He's been with him his whole career. We've, we've seen Chris Paul's kid uh, around at press conferences and, and, and since, since, since Chris Paul's kid has been born. But at some point during the fourth quarter, Chris Paul's son was sitting on his lap during an actual NBA game. Now, for me as a fan, I think this is just—it it, 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 it reminded me of brought up the bad memories— of the the probably the skinny genification moment of the year when LeBron James was in Madison Square Garden doing the bottle flip challenge during a game <laughs> in the garden, the same place that Muhammad Ali fought 15 gruesome, 
tough rounds with Joe Frazier, the same place that Michael Jordan put up 55, the same place that Willis Reed came out of the locker room in Game 7, he's doing bottle flips. That started the skinny genification movement as far as I'm concerned. That, that, that was, was a disrespectful moment. Hey, that was funny, though, Mike. Come on, Kenyon. <laughs> that, that, the LeBron thing was funny. See, that's the player in you. See, that was funny. And, and that's the New Yorker <laughs> in me. I will never accept the bottle flip moment. And then your, and your guy, Tristan you. Thompson, it ain't you. a rebound. Yeah, I wouldn't like it neither if I was upset. I, I, I like it neither. I'm saying if I was the fan of, of the home team, like you, like diehard like that, it, I would definitely have a problem with it. But, hey. Christian, Christian Thompson was chasing the bottle like hey, he was chasing a Kardashian. Hey, he jumped on hey, the court. He like, old, hey, he owed LeBron. I know. Hey, LeBron got him that deal. Hey, he got to do, hey. Yo, I respect, I respect <laughs> Tristan. He plays ball. He plays hard. He definitely He plays hard. He gets there. his rebound. And he, he's such a, he's definitely. a true role yeah, player. Yeah, no, he, he knows his role and he does it well. Hey, I, but, I, I, I agree. But yeah, let's get back to the topic at hand. Um, now, yeah, you, but, but, you but, talk but, yeah, but, this. yeah, I, I just think as a, as a former player, um, and a father who of sons that's been at the game and been close to the bench and all that. Um, I used to let my sons. Um, I used to ask the team if they could be a ball boy for the day, or I'm saying not every game because they're there, um, but just here and there, if they can be the ball boy, help with the towels, and pass out the water and right. stuff. And it was cool. Right. I'm saying sit on the floor with the ball boys and the towel guys and all that. Yep. So that's fine. Yes. But I, I definitely think the sitting on the bench thing took it a little, not a little too far. It took it too far. Right. You no, know, like you said, it's still a work environment. Still a sport going on, you know. Um, I, I just no matter the score, no matter the situation, I just think it was, it was very inappropriate mm-hmm. for him to be on the bench. Do you think there'll be a fine? Do you think there'll be suspension? I mean, because then Adam Silver in the NBA looks like a bad guy. I'd be like, oh, you're interfering with this father and son yeah. moment. If, well, then everybody should have their yeah, kids out there. Definitely, I, I don't think he'll get fined for it. Um, if anything, I think there will be a, a warning or. Or they'll send a memo and tell them not to do it again. Or they'll send memos to, to each and every team, you know, to, to let them know that that's not acceptable. But don't know if that will happen. I don't know. Wait, but when these things happen, when you, I'm sure you've gotten memos and warnings. Do they come directly to you, the player? Does Adam Silver call up Kenyon Martin's cell phone? How do these things work? It depends in terms of on what it is. It depends on what it is. Like without um, for something like this, though, it would be. I, I think it would be a league or a league thing. Okay. You know, um, I think it'll be a league thing and not just individual basis. You know, once the memo goes out, it'll be, I'm saying Chris Paul will be included in that, of right. course. You know, but I, I think a situation like this, it'll be league-wide. Right. And not just for um, the Clippers, per se. And what were you going to say, I'm sorry, uh, about, about, um, about uh, uh, you, 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 you've been suspended. Yeah. What kind of memos, what kind of close calls did you get in yeah, your my, career? Yeah, my memo was directly from David Stern. Saying? That if I keep up what I have going on, that I won't be a part of the NBA anymore. For, and what brought it to that point? What, 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 was you, what were you Fighting, doing? Fighting um, uh, the hard foul on Carmelo. Malone. Um, Dang, when, the, that, when um, you were that the, young? The fight with Tracy McGrady, the fight with Corey McGetty. Um, I grabbed Jason Williams by his throat, not the junkyard dog uh-huh. um, preseason game. I grabbed him by his throat. Um, this was in your rookie season, nah, was it? No, nah, no, all of it. it was my first, like my first three years, though. Oh, he was, so this was a cumulative yeah, thing? Yeah, it was my first three years. So it was like either you clean it up or you won't be a part of this league anymore, son. And what what was your feeling? Do you remember like what you felt? Did you first go like, F that, nah, screw not, that? Or were you like, all. okay? <laughs> not at all. <laughs> um, I got it. It made sense. I understood, man, what was going on. Um, 
I could take it to the line but not cross the line. Right. No, I could still be me, still be aggressive. You're right. And still go out and play with that passion and the that's that I was doing, but not take it to the next step. You was know, that you establishing your dominance? Was that you sort of for yourself, sort of like you know, sitting sort of putting your flag in the ground or a little bit of both? A, a little bit of both. It was a lot of how I grew up and mm-hmm. there was no bets when it came to basketball. Everything was everything was a go, you know, from um I saw so many fights growing up just playing basketball over a foul call or a hard foul or or something of the nature, you mm-hmm. know, so being that way in college as well. You know, in I just, college did you have did you have fights? Not during the games. Okay. Not during the games, but um during practice I did. Right. Every year. Really? Four years I had fights every year, man, with somebody. Um not it wasn't some of my proudest moments, but that's just who I was. Right. You know, just quick tempered, um, didn't take no stuff from nobody. And um, it was the same thing in the league, and and, and David Stern just, I guess he had seen enough up to that point. You and know? it worked. Yeah, it definitely worked, man. I'm um I'm a smart guy. You right. don't have to tell me things more than once, especially with something for, like that. In, in order for me to get it, and then, then up to that point, I had been fined like three hundred and seventy thousand. Are you serious? Like I, like one season, the season I got suspended twice and a lot, um, few games. I lost $370,000 in one season. And, and how did you wrap your head around that? Because at this point, you're just starting to make money as a professional yeah. basketball player. And I don't care, unless you're like million, billion, billion, $370,000, that's, that's yeah. money. Yeah, that's definitely That's real cash. That's, that's real cash that they're taking money. out of my check and, um, that I never got. You know, so, they, so didn't happened? get it back. Do they? Do they? Do they just take it out in pieces? No, yeah, they, they take each it game. Like each game that I was suspended for, it's a game check. Mm. You know, so then it was, it was, it was like one eighty second of your salary if you miss one game. Then it was, it goes that way. So it was eighty two games. Got you. So they slot each game as a paycheck. I got you. You know, so however many games you get suspended for, and whatever your pay grade is, whatever however much money you're making. You. You know, so I was the number one pick, so I was making a decent amount of money then. Man, you know, so in order, yeah, so I, so that so that was my wake up moment. You know, um, I, I had mine, and hey, you know what it is. You know, what I'm saying I learned from my mistakes, but <laughs> I had I wasn't afraid to do it again though. But I knew like somebody had to do something extremely disrespectful, right, in order for me to take it there again, right. But I've I've warned people, threatened people. Um, I meet you back by the bus, uh-huh. I, I, like all of that went on. Now is it like when you're talking on the court? Now yeah. obviously you guys could hear each other. Yes. You know, do, 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 are the refs how concerned are they with you guys crossing the line? With me? With with players? No. Uh, player well, to player stuff. It depends on the player. Okay. It depends on the player. And how so? Because they know certain guys don't have a reputation for it. Okay. You no, know, some guys it's all woofing. It's all talk. I got you. And you can sense the environment. I got you. you no know, refs. But for me personally, it was they knew. Because the reputation is there. So the referees, if you say, I'm going to blah, 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 blah. They knew what, they're uh, gonna Kenyon, s- let us take care of it. Got they, you. I, I've been told that. I got you. Kenyon, let us take care of it. Got you. Because like, they're all part of the same yeah, community. Yeah, I tell them what to watch out for. Do it like If, if somebody's doing something, I'm like, hey, man, it's getting out of control. Watch out for it. I'm going to take the matters in my own hands. You would talk to the yeah, refs? Yeah, I tell them. Tell yeah, this yeah, guy, yeah. blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. I don't even talk to him, but just watch what's going on. And if it's and if you see what's going on, just call it or whatever the case may be. Stop play whatever you need to do. But I'm letting I'm giving you warning. This is the, the route that is about to go. I got you. You know. So I went to the ref like before, like hey, pointing at the person who was doing it and told hey, he got one more time. If you were to say if I off the top of your head, who yeah. was the biggest pain in the butt? Who was the guy with the one more time warning? At you like throughout the years that you were just like, 
I don't want to say rival, but like who is the guy like you would get into it the most consistently? If there's one person where you guys would like lock up or like it would because you talked about Zach Randolph, but it would always be in basketball. Yeah, terms. that was it was never me and Zach never got over the top. But like who who would it, was there one person that it would sort of like oh man, uh, not just one person. I don't think man because. I, I I haven't had that that bad blood with a lot of people. I don't think. Got you. Um, I'm pretty sure. Well, I, I didn't know it was bad blood if there was. Got you. you no, know, because they knew. Like you said, I'm confrontational, and I want and I want that bump. Want that bump. So, <laughs> I think they keep it to themselves. I got you. Um, just the latest incident I can think of. Uh, when I was with the Knicks, when we oh. were playing Indiana, and um, my fellow Bearcat. Lance Stevenson, like, oh, okay. you know, shot me a few cheap ones, I felt. You know, so I told the ref, like, hey, man, listen, he got one more time to shoot me elbow. Uh-huh. And I'm going to take care of him out here. You know, and hey, hey, can you just let her take care of it? We'll watch out for it. Like, Yo, can you just let her take care of it? What, what what happened to Lance Stevenson? Did he did he play himself? Did he out of the league? Like, this guy's not even 30. He was a talent. Mm-hmm. But I just, you, you know, like, you know, he had some great moments and he had some, you know, some plays in the playoffs and yeah. the antagonizing LeBron. But it just seemed like at a certain point, I mean, you tell me, is it like, yo, it's just too much of a headache? I don't know. I mean, like I said, I've never been around him. Okay. Um, On the team or in the locker room. So I don't know how he is. Mm-hmm. But, um... His play, what I see from his play, I—he's I, a solid player. He's right. a decent player. Does right now? Do I think he, his talent level deserves to be in the NBA? Of course, you know from the talent that that's out there, he deserves to be out there yeah. playing. Um, he had a ten day not too long ago in Minnesota. Uh-huh. The first day, but um, he rolled his ankle. He uh. sprained his ankle the first day. He got in the first day of the ten day and he rolled his ankle, which is unfortunate because you don't get opportunity after that. Really. But this this dude was like, you know, free agency be, you know, traded. Like he yeah, was like, now you're getting ten yeah. days and he's not even twenty eight years old. I don't think. Yeah, I don't. Born just, ready. Just, we're talking about yeah. Brooklyn's own born ready. Who I don't think he was actually NBA, born man. ready. It's just the nature of the NBA now, man. I I, I can't pinpoint it. Okay. You know what I'm saying like if I knew what it was. Um, there's something, right? There's something. something that's that's there that people that that GMs or coaches or or, or somebody know that's that's keeping him from a job. Three one zero three nine nine five one five two. Do we got any calls? Why aren't the people calling in? No calls. No that's calls fantastic. Yet. Yeah, you keep know, giving him the number. What did you say? What? Yeah, three one zero three nine nine five one five two. I don't care if we're talking to myself out here. Yeah. It's NBA on tuning two man weave. Uh. The LeBron James sitting players out issue continues to Mm -hmm. go and go and go and go. LeBron James spoke to uh, reporters yesterday, and uh, he did what LeBron James does best, blames. LeBron blames. That's what I call him when he behaves like this. I think that that, uh, he... he, he, uh, he, he, uh, he, I don't know what he, what his problem is. I don't know why he wants to sort of, you know, be the the culprit and be the guy who who wants to take all the attention away. You know, the NBA, the reporters, the pundits, every single person is complaining about the players sitting out, and 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 LeBron is saying, "Well, until it was me, until it was me." You're the chosen one, okay? That's your self anointed nickname, and and since you're the chosen one. You're going to be the one who takes all the, the attention. You've, you've liked the attention, but you don't like the negative attention. Okay, LeBron? Other teams have sat people out. The Golden State Warriors sat out four players in a divisional game. 
They're fighting for Western Conference playoff spots with the San Antonio Spurs. They sat out their players. I don't think that was cool. I don't think that when you're on the road, you should be sitting players out. I don't think they should sit out multiple players. I don't understand who's making these decisions. I don't understand why they're doing it on the road. And I don't understand why they have to sit out entire lineups. Why do you have to sit out the entire lineup? Kenyon, how is this going to be fixed? How is this going to stop? When is it going to come to an end? Um... Let's uh, with LeBron's statement. Uh, he's very important to the NBA. We all know that. Of course, you know we all know that. But I just don't think it's, it's the issue started with with just him. No, you know with people complaining and everything like that. Is it? It's just magnified now. Because um, everybody's doing. It. Everybody's doing it. You know. Um, so so it's magnified now, and and he's just he's the biggest name in it. Of course, you know. So he of course he's going to feel that it's a big deal now. No, but everybody's doing it. Pop been doing it for years. Um, he's been fine tremendously right. by the league. Um, I think in a tune of like two hundred and fifty thousand, something like that. That's car money. Yes, definitely. That's hey, that's house money. That's down payment on a house money definitely. or an actual house money, definitely. depending it's on where a, you are in definitely. the country. So that's you know, that's that's one of them things, man, and and guys and now the thing is, well, we need to play less games. Well, no no matter how many games you play, they're gonna always from this point on right. They're going to sit guys. Right. So I agree. That's a good point. You know, I don't think less games is the answer because. Short, longer season, like more breaks built in. I heard Frank Isola from the the ESPN yeah. and, and Daily News. He, to me, he had a good solution. Start yeah. the season a week earlier. You know, they have the all-star break and then do another built-in break around the NCAA tournament. So you get like a four-day break yeah. heading into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Um, instead of like um, – I think the preseason was eight games preseason. Is that too much? It's too many games. Why? How how guys, how unimportant are the preseason? But for you as a rookie, they it had to be more important than yeah, other players. Yeah, it is to a certain degree. But what are you really getting out of preseason? You tell me. You know, because you have some guys that's that's playing more minutes than others. Some guys that's not going that came into training camp that's not going to be around. Right. You know, so you make that time shorter. You make the 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 cuts quicker, you know what I'm saying? You you know there's how many guys you're going to keep your core guys that's under contract already. You know that, right? You know how much room you have in order to bring another guy in from right. training camp. You know that already. You know your needs as a team, what you need. It might be a guard, it might be a bit, whatever it is. You know that already. So you're moving forward. You 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 plan your guys. Let's say if it's four preseason games, now your guys have to play in order to get in shape in order to play. Uh. You know, instead of eight games, somebody your main guys might play three preseason games. They don't do anything in the preseason. Like so, therefore, in order, so so they sit out then. So in, in order for that not to happen, I think you eliminate some of the preseason games, move the season up a little bit, mm-hmm. like you said, and maybe give another break here and there. Instead of just one All Star break, you give another whatever it is. I'm saying where there's no games, guys just working out, working on their body and things like that. You're still a part of. It's not a an all-star break where you have something going on. I think no, you just the, don't the, have any games. Yeah, like they, they, some of the, the, the suggestion yeah. was, I don't I don't remember exactly what Isola was saying, uh-huh. but he was the suggestion was during the heavy period of the NCAA tournament, you have another four-day break where there's no games. And, and you, it doesn't have to be a big deal made around yeah. it. But, I, I, you know, like I don't know how it's going to be figured out because, you know, a guy like LeBron, as much as I like to break his chops, yeah. 
you know, with the amount of tread he has on the tires, yeah, he deserves to sit yeah, out a game. Yeah, yeah, like I said before, if anybody deserves to sit out, he does. But, and like you just your point that you just made that it shouldn't be on the road. Right. And you shouldn't be on the road where him, Kevin Love, and Kyrie. We it's all like it's not out. fair, man. It's, it's not fair for the for the for the pain. I'm saying for the consumer. You know Period. For, it, it, it's not fair at all, man. And uh, to sit and the it's whole very, circus out. It's like yeah, you, you it's know, we're just gonna have man. jugglers. Yeah, we're not gonna have any elephants. Man. We're not gonna have any clowns. We're just gonna have the jugglers. We're not having any tightrope guys. And you just gotta and like ha- you, we're gonna give you free popcorn. And then I think the thing is now where it's like the, the fans still gonna come. Right. You know, and, and and that's an unfortunate way to think about it. You know. All right. This is the two man weave, Kenyon Martin. Michael Rappaport, they call us the confrontational two. Okay. As you can tell, we're very confrontational. Um, it's the NBA on tuning. We're going to be right back. We're going to break down the playoff picture. We're taking calls when we get back. 3-1-0. 3-1-0. And, uh, yeah, you know the number. 3-1-0-3-9-9-5-1-5-2. Confrontational two. NBA on tuning. We'll be right back. You're listening to the confrontational frontcourt of Michael Rappaport and Kenyon Martin. beautifully by Kenyon Martin against his old teammate, his old hometown. Kmart takes the air right out of the building. It's Two Man Weave on the NBA on TuneIn. All right, we're back. Michael Rappaport, Kenyon Martin taking calls. 310-399-5152. Sorry about the confusion earlier. Confrontational two. We're talking rookies of the year, talking playoff pictures. The NCAA tournament is happening, so obviously guys are playing their butts off. Hopefully there'll be some outstanding young rookies coming into the NBA. It was announced today that Joel Embiid can deal with another knee surgery. I, I don't know, man. This, I feel bad for this kid. 21 years old, man. Yeah, it's very unfortunate, man, that he... His NBA career has gotten off to this kind of start, man, and and hopefully bounce back. But it's just from what I heard, I don't know. Um, I heard he got hurt in high school. I um, started playing basketball late, right? Um, I heard he got hurt in high school. Heard he got hurt in college, right? I just uh, I hope this is not the trend for him. I hope he bounces back, man. He's a young young talent in this league. Um, the sky's the limit for him, um, but we'll see. I mean, as far as the rookie of the year, two thousand and seventeen, mm-hmm. you know, and and. The, this is a this is a sorry, sorry situation because as far as I'm concerned, there is no real rookie of the year. And and next year coming into the NBA, no matter who goes first in the draft, and the and the Lonzo Ball and the Lavar Ball of it all, and all these young kids coming in, I don't see guys that are going to come in and be immediate impact players. But as far as the rookie of the year 2017, we got Dario in in Philly. Joel Embiid, who they're pushing to be the rookie of the year, who didn't play that many games, I think he should be taken out of the conversation. Definitely. Uh, just on the fact that, you know, you have to participate in a certain amount of games. Malcolm Brogdon for the Bucks, you know, he he he's good. Marquis Chris, eight points. But the, we have a rookie of the year who's averaging eight points. Malcolm Brogdon, 10 points. Dario is good player, 12 points. And Joel Embiid, who, who only played 30 games. I have a former rookie of the year right in front of me, Kenyon Martin. Now you, my friend, you were a rookie of the year. Okay, you came in there, you made an impact. You put your fingerprints, your footprints, all over your your team when you came in for the New Jersey Nets, the former New Jersey Nets. 
What do you think? Of, who's the rookie of well, the year? I mean, how are well, they going to give this rookie of the year trophy away? Yeah, let's clear this. Like, I didn't get rookie. They gave it to Mike Miller because I got hurt again. I oh. broke my leg my rookie year again. Okay. So I didn't finish the season. Okay. So my rookie year was cut short. So because of injury. So I. So therefore I'm. I'm not going with Embiid getting it as well. Okay. Because he's been injured. You know what I'm saying? I was affected by injury as well. But I. But like you said, I did have an impact on my team my rookie year. Right away. I started every game I played in. As a rookie, you know, so um, numbers were there. I played well as a rookie, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, no, nah, it was it was just one of them things, you know. But um, see, they're, you know. they're that's why I don't fact check because sometimes you fact check. No, nah, you're good, brother. No, nah, yeah, you're good, brother. No, nah, but listen, I play my um, I play my ass off, man. You know what I'm saying? I play my ass off each and every time I stepped on the floor, and I um, mean everybody knew that, you know. But it's just one of them things. I mean, it's just a trophy. Who's the rookie of the make, year this year, Kenyon? I, I they got to give it to someone, man, and. Dario Saric? I would think maybe if the Bucks make the playoffs, um, I would say you give it to um, to that kid that plays Brogdon. for the Bucks, the Bro- uh, Brogdon. Um, see, I don't names and all that. Don't have no no one has done anything for the name to stand out. I as, think that's a shame, yet, though. I definitely. think that's a shame because you know, and I think it, and I think it's it's attributed to the whole sort of thing that we've talked about a lot on every episode of the two man weave. There's guys coming into the NBA who are not NBA. Ready. Right. Not at all. And, and that's a product, right? And you're looking at that right there, the rookies that's come in this year. We can't even give away an award yeah, this year. I mean, definitely. No one isn't deserving of it um, as far as just individual play that stands out. You know, you're not going to come in and average average 20 in this league, as 25 in this league as a rookie unless your team is really, really in the basement. You're not playing for anything. You know, but it's it's tough. It's tough this year to pick someone. But they have to give the trophy to somebody, and I would – I would if if I had a vote, I would give it to someone who team is in position to do something. Well, then it looks like Malcolm Brogdon is winning yeah. the Kenyon Martin Rookie of the Year award. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I hope Joel Embiid, um, you know, his health is is going to be an issue. The guy is so physically big that that you could see injuries on the horizon. Greg Oden, yeah, it, you know, when guys are built like that, you it know, just, they're yeah, un, but, unusually big. Yeah, but it, it's been. Um, History has shown us when it gets off to a rough start like this, it doesn't get better. Right. You know, this is his third year as a rookie. Um, right. You know, you had the Sam Bowie's of the leagues. Yes. The, the um, like you said, the Mike, um, the Greg Odens. Like it's just when injuries start early, I think it's um, it, it's a telltale sign. I'm saying what's to come, and it's very, very unfortunate. Now you're watching the tournament. Unfortunately, uh, your, your your Cincinnati uh, yeah. team got bumped. Sorry yeah. about that, Kenny. Yeah, I was thinking about you. Your Bears got bumped. Yeah, we got bumped, man. I, that was my I, that was my one concern about that game that we didn't play fast enough. Uh-huh. You know, we're going to defend. We're going to compete. You know, that's just Cincinnati basketball. Uh-huh. You know, but UCLA plays so fast. You know, we want to keep the game in the fifties and the sixties, and they trying to get the game in the eighties and the nineties. Uh huh. You know, and, and they use so somebody's style is gonna. I'm saying it's gonna uh, somebody's style is gonna take over, and, and normally it's a team that plays faster mm. and that's making shots, and that's what they did. Did you did you did you see uh, uh, a guy that's gonna come into the NBA next year? Obviously, Lonzo Ball, because of his father, Lavar Ball, <clears throat> is the most talked about player going into the the the, the, the draft mm-hmm. and in this tournament. Who have you seen from the tournament that has impressed you the most? To potentially be an NBA impact player, ah man, it's it's, it's a few kids out there. A, and as we speak, it's a lot of kids that's declaring right now that I that I had no idea that they were in the runnings to, to go in the draft. Um, 
But I like the um, was it the, the monk kid from um, Kentucky? Yep. Yo, I like him. Why do you like him? He competitive, man. He mm-hmm. uh, he got uh, he got that that one thing that gift that dog that that I'm a. Hey, I want it. Okay. On both ends. You, you know, feel I'm, that? You see yeah, that in him? I'm going to compete on both ends no matter what, man. And uh, I just think he's he's done a lot, you know what I'm saying, so far um, throughout the season and throughout this tournament, man, where I like him. What What do you think of, of, of Ball, Lonzo Ball, you know, as far as a basketball player? Because my whole thing with this LeVar Ball, mm-hmm. his father, and him, I feel like it's all overshadowing him. Yeah, I felt myself rooting against UCLA, I have no stake in it. Yeah. You know, I, I don't either like UCLA or dislike UCLA. I like St. John, Syracuse. These, those are my teams. Yeah, you know what I mean. But it's, I'm like rooting against him because I'm like, yo, I want your father to shut up. Yeah, we definitely need his father to be quiet, man, right now, and and let his sons play speak for itself. Right. Um, let them make the name for themselves, and not without you doing everything that you you are doing all the antics and and tazzing people and all that. You don't need all of that, man. Um, but his son is going to be decent, man. Um, he need to work on that shot. Um, he's not going to get it off in the league that much. But he um, he's a pass-first player. Right. Um, Can't go hard. left. You and Rex Chapman yeah. broke that yeah, down. Yeah, he averages like, – it's hard to average almost eight assists in college. Um, okay. That's impressive. Okay. That's very that's, – that's impressive. So if he's coming into the league as a point guard um, with that athleticism and the height, I think he can do well. But definitely needs to work on that shot the way the NBA is right now. You know, because he has to be able to stroke it at a high level. But how can a point guard not be able to, like, really, truly go left? You know, really, as long as your handle is decent, man, just uh, how many times? I don't, in, in today's NBA, I don't know if it's that big of a deal. Wow. No, because everything is freelance. Everything is on the go. Every, there's not a lot of defense being played. You okay. Know what I'm saying? Because when, when you said that, um, when you and Rex Chapman said that, right here on the two-man yes. weave, you guys broke his game down. And you said the thing about the left hand and not mm-hmm. having a strong left hand. I don't know if it was you or Rex, but you both yeah. were talking in that high-level basketball sort of, you see things differently than, mm-hmm. than, than, than the regular guy with the big mouth, like myself. <laughs> I, I haven't seen him dribble more than two dribbles with yeah. his left hand. Yeah, because teams don't make him. If teams don't make you do something that you're not comfortable with doing, then you're not going to do it. You know, that's my thing. Like, before, like, well, we knew tendencies and, okay, we're going to force this guy left. Mm-hmm. Like, if he so, – so certain tendencies in the league now, and if he's in the pick and roll, then, yeah, they're game plan it mm-hmm. to force him to his left, mm-hmm. I think. That's where I would game plan it right. if I was coaching. That would be one thing that they would be like to yeah. defend him. If he's in the pick and roll, we're going to force him left. Got you. And we're going to force him left and force him to make plays going to his left. But um, an open floor, he's a hell of a pass. He makes plays for everybody. He's gifted in that nature. Um, but I just I, – I think that, he, that, he, that there's some work to be done on that shot and things like that. But it, it, is he a talent? Yes. Will he be the number one overall pick? I don't know. Right. You no, know, it depends on who gets that pick mm-hmm. and what their team need is. You know, but you never know. And I hope the kid does well um, despite the, um, the scrutiny and everything that's coming along with this because of his dad. Yep. You know, it's very, very unfortunate, man. I agree. Uh, there's some big games in the NBA tonight in terms of playoffs. Indiana is at Boston. Atlanta is at Washington. Cleveland is at Denver. Denver is a competitive team. You know, I mean, they they they, they played Houston tough. They lost both times. But, you know, Denver's a playoff team, and they're competitive. So there's some good ball games in the league tonight. I want to hear what you think about this, Kenyon. Uh-huh. 
I, I don't understand this top to bottom. I don't understand why there is a celebration. It's only been nine years. I don't understand why there's a celebration that we know about. I don't understand who's, whose idea was it to do a celebration. But the 2008 Celtics are having a summer reunion, <laughs> potentially on a banana boat. I think they're renting the same banana boat that uh, Carmelo, LeBron, D-Wade, and Chris Paul Im- infamously were on a few summers ago. And they're not inviting Ray Allen for leaving and joining the Heat. And they forgot to actually invite Scott Pollard. Rajon Rondo is bugged out. I'll just say, I'll just say I'm going to just use that term. He's a, he's a bugged out dude. And it's the nine-year anniversary of them winning. It's not even the ten-year anniversary of the winning. Can you, can you help me? Make sense of the inner workings of of the mind of an NBA player who yeah. wants to have a reunion for a, 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 a team that won the championship nine years ago. And also, yo, I didn't like when Ray Allen left uh, uh, Boston. Okay, but we know what he wound up doing in Miami. His work was done in Boston. They, they were done. They, they were finished. Break this whole thing down to me, Kenny. It's offensive to me. Yo, it's nine years ago. They won the championship. You're not inviting them? How about nobody shows up, Rajon? And you're at the party by yourself because Scott Pollard, Scott Pollard's offended too. So this is so so actually this is my first first time hearing this. So, so I'm breaking so, news to you. Yeah, right this now. is definitely breaking news. So who put it together? Rondo? You 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 Rajon Rondo. So he put a trip together for he the guys. He put together a trip, a reunion, a nine. Year, not a ten year, not a yes. fifteen year, not a twenty so, year. It's an odd number to have a reunion on. So you so so you have a problem with Ray? Yes. And you forgot about Scott Pollard. He just uh, left him off the list. He didn't right. get the email. So he blast. didn't get the so so he didn't he didn't get the so, invite. So he didn't look at the roster and see who all was on the team at the time. He's just going. He's not fact checking either. Not at all. So he just spitballed and just okay. I remember this guy played some minutes. This guy uh, we had this guy. Scal's invited. Yeah, so it's a joke. What is that? Well, what's I, up with Rajon Rondo? I don't know. It's cute. But but what is his deal, man? Like <laughs> I don't I like don't Rajon know. Rajon Rondo, like when he was doing his thing in Boston, like this guy had potential to be like yeah. the guy. He still can play, man. I just it's just situations and certain teams, certain things are different. Um, he's an outspoken guy. Um, some some people can handle that. Some people can't. On the team, yeah. Like uh, it just you, you know um, you never know, man, what the situation is. But but for this little reunion, um. Uh, I don't. Uh, it's hey, if they like it, I love it, man. But I wouldn't. I I just don't understand it. When guys getting together to celebrate something that okay, we won a championship, cool. If the team is not celebrating it, why? You know what I'm saying? If the organization, if the Boston Celtics is not putting it together, then why? It's it's, it's kind of pointless. And it seems a weird year. I can yeah. get ten years. If you're just trying to have a guy's trip, then just have a guy's trip. Have a guy's trip. You, <laughs> you, don't, don't, want, don't. you don't want Scott Pollard. Or Ray Allen, just say that. Like, if you didn't like Ray at the time, you don't, you don't have to invite Ray. Yeah, and, or I mean, Scott. Did 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 KG and, and Paul Paul Peasy? I mean, Paul Peasy's retiring. You think he wants to? Uh, I don't. I don't know. It just seems weird. I just can't figure out Rajon Rondo because I I really like his style of playing. He has like that pass first, you know, old man at the YMCA game, and and I just feel like he's getting shipped around, and I feel like he's going to land Stevenson himself. Even though he's that talented, but I think he's becoming, you know, uh, you know, too much more than you bargain for. Look, we're going to be right back. We are taking calls three one zero three nine nine five one five two. It's a two man weave. Michael Rappaport, Kenyon Morin, NBA on tuning. We're breaking yeah, we down. Forgot to take the call. Yeah, we forgot to take the call. <laughs> but now we're going to have an accumulation of multiple calls when we come back. NBA on tuning. The two man weave. We'll be right back. 
We now return to Two Man Weave with Michael Rappaport and Kenyon Martin. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at NBA on TuneIn for exclusive content and all the behind-the-scenes action. It's the NBA on TuneIn, your home for the NBA Finals. All right, we're back. It's the NBA on TuneIn. Michael Rappaport, Kenyon Martin, the two-man weave. All right, we got a call here. Who do we got on the line? Mike in California. You're on with Kenyon Martin and Michael Rappaport. This is the two-man weave. How are you gentlemen doing today? What's happening, boss? Thanks for calling in. Yeah, before I get to my question, I just want to quick say that uh, it's nice to hear Kenyon getting a little bit softer in his older age there. <laughs> I hear him giving uh, age for effort for uh, almost hitting people in a bra. But other than that, uh, I'd like to uh, get your guys' thoughts on Shaq getting a statue. Do you guys feel uh, any other Lakers should have got a, a statue before him? Maybe a James Worthy statue. Uh, Maybe a Michael Cooper in the Sox statue. Uh, What's your guys' thoughts on that? I'd like to hear it. And, uh, first and foremost, how many I'll get sta- off and uh, listen to you guys' uh, answer. So first and foremost, uh, how many statues can you put outside one, one arena? Let's get there. That's true. Um, so your jersey Indeed. inside is not enough. Everybody needs a statue nowadays. Um, There's I nobody outside the garden. <laughs> There's no, we don't <laughs> have no statues outside of Madison Square Garden. And somebody might steal them. That's true. That's a fact. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> might walk off with him in New York. But no, hey, um, yeah, I guess, hey, so Shaq's now. Kobe is, should be soon, I'm pretty sure. Yep. And might, um, might as well do Michael Cooper. Might as well do Kurt Rambis. Might as well do Byron Scott. Might as well do Michael Thompson. <laughs> might as well, hey, do Pat Riley. Hey, right. Pat hey, Riley would be a dope Chick, statue. Chick Hearn definitely deserves yes, one. Yes, yes. Um, um, hey, hey, why not Chick stop Hearn's there? already got one. You know what I'm saying? So, hey. Uh, the only statue out there that, that to me is weird, and I loved him as a fighter. i just w- not quite sure why Oscar De La Hoya has a statue outside of Staples. I know he's from L.A., but it's not like his great fights happened outside, you know, at, at the Staples at the Staples Center. But, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, obviously sta- uh, Shaquille O'Neal deserves a statue. Um, you know, I mean, he deserves the biggest statue because he's the big statue uh, outside of Staples, yeah. um, so I mean, I, I, I guess it's you know it's part of the design of, of of the building. You know, the statues are when you're up close to them, they're they're they're, they're dope. Um, you know, I mean, they got to do Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah, they got Elgin Baylor. Elgin would be a sick one because he had yeah. that ill style. Um, Jerry West. Yeah, there's there's um, you know there's a long a long list of Lakers that's deserving of a statue if they if they gonna add Shaq. I so. mean, they could give Magic two statues. You that, know what I mean? Uh, and if he if he gets them to a championship, <clears throat> they should give him a second statue. They should have him in a suit. Hey, well, I'm gonna be a little biased since they giving statues. Why not give my boy Nick Van Exel one? Why not, fellow Bearcat? <laughs> hey, hey listen, saying? I I hear you. I, I hear you. You know, Meta World Peace. Eddie King. Jones. There's a, a bunch of people. <laughs> you, want, you, you know, but Robert no. Ori. Robert Ori deserves one. He made some big shots for you guys. Yo, Robert Ori. You saying you guys like I'm part of it? <laughs> no, I'm talking about Mike on the, um, the, the Mike with the question. You know, Jordan started the statue outside of uh, uh, the Chicago Stadium, and and uh, the the Knicks they don't have anything out there. I mean, that would be dope outside of Madison Square Garden. But I think you're right; they'd have to like really cement them into the ground because one of the best statues ever is Oscar Robertson statue at Cincinnati. Is it a dope statue? It's a dope statue. Uh, I see. Well, speaking, I mean, I think uh, speaking of magic, how long do you think it'll take for him to uh, get the Lakers back to being a contender? I don't know, man. They have talent now. Um, 
let's see what he does next year. Let's see the draft picks and the free agent acquisitions that they do. And I'll be able to judge it better from then, you know, because um, he definitely has some work to do. Um, some pieces need to be moved. Some pieces need to be added in order to make them in, in, into a contender moving forward. But I think he you knows the game uh, well. You know he knows the game well. There now? Say it again? You feel that more free agents will want to go there now? No. Like I think they have a better no chance now. Really go there. I think they have a better chance now where they have a basketball person in position to make decisions. I agree. You know, you know that he can sit down and break it down into terms where, where us as players understand whether we just talking to someone that's never played the game before, and and he can give the players that's free agents a a clear a clear vision of what they're trying to accomplish, and I think that's going to go a long way. All right, Mike. Thanks for the call. Uh, we're taking calls. All right, gentlemen. You have a good show. one. Thank you, Mike. 310-399-5152. Um, again, the games tonight, Indiana, Boston, Atlanta, Washington, Cleveland, at Denver. You can listen to all the NBA action, all NCAA action, the whole tournament, nothing but the tournament. Baseball season is coming. You can listen to all of it on TuneIn. Probably already listening to it now, getting excited for the tournament this weekend. Um, I don't know what else, man. You know, The, the, the playoffs are upon us. Atlanta, Indiana, Milwaukee, and Miami are fighting for a 5, 6, 7, 8 seed. Does that even make a difference, Kenyon? Yeah, it does. How so? <laughs> Atlanta, Indiana, Milwaukee, and Miami. Miami, listen, I, I got to be honest, that to me is one of the, 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 like Spolstra, you know, I know he'll never, he's never going to win it, but as far as a coach taking what he's got and dealing with it, yeah. they have a nice crew down there. I think so, yeah. Um, they're going to scrap, and there's a... Um... There's history there, you know what I'm saying? There, he knows what it takes to win in the playoffs. He it's knows true. what he needs to do to get his guys to play. You know, but I'm looking at it, um, whoever it is, they want to try to avoid that eighth spot as much as possible. Right. You that's know, that's that's the goal. Yeah, that's the goal, to avoid eight. You know, because you don't want to have to play Cleveland in the first round. You know, and in my opinion, the rest of the league is wide. The rest of the, the conference is wide open. Mm-hmm. You know, because you say if Toronto does get the two seed, you know, you, you don't know if Kyle Lowry is going to be healthy. Right. You know, then you go to Boston. I just don't think they the experience is enough there. You know, so you I can agree. bank on that. Um, same thing can be said for Milwaukee. You know, so I, if uh, yeah, yeah, I, I just I don't know. Um, but yeah, like I said, to avoid that eight seed would probably be crucial. Do you think uh, uh, right now, based on everything, it's sort of you know hedging back and forth. They're saying KD is coming back. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be in any rush to bring him out there because the last thing they need is for him to come back a week early, and get hurt again. Um, based on everything we know right now, which is not a lot about his injury, is is it inevitably going to come down to San Antonio and Golden State? Uh, I'm sorry, Golden State and the, the Cleveland Cavaliers? I mean, I, I honestly don't know, man. I, I would like to s- not see San Antonio get matched up with somebody that, I'm sorry, they did last year in the second round where they don't get to make it to the West Conference Finals. Right. Um, because of matchups, um, I I made a statement um, earlier, man, a few weeks ago that I I'm going to say right if I had to pick a finals right now, right now, I'm going to say San Antonio and Cleveland, man. And 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 you, what would Cleveland and San Antonio look like? What would Kawhi versus LeBron look like? Who wins that if everybody's healthy? I think it. Wow, um, I would hate to say it come down to coaching. Mm. And then that experience, but that definitely will play a factor. And when when people you know? say that, when you say come down to coaching and that experience, is it like just the little details? 
Like when someone they say he outcoached him or this one outcoached another person, I can never honestly say I understand it. Like last year in the finals, they were like, uh, Tyron Lue outcoached Steve Kerr. Is that stuff true? Is that stuff real when you're playing at it, that it plays, level? It plays a factor. It definitely plays a factor um, in this aspect. Just say like San Antonio. They do a great job at game planning from game to game. Mm-hmm. Each game is different. They they treat they guard players different than other teams guard players. Right. You know, they give you different looks, different shots that you get against everybody else. You don't get against San Antonio. Right. You know, so in that aspect, I think game planning will come into factor. But nothing to take nothing against um, Ty Lue. He just he's just younger. That's all. But um, and it's hard to go against Cleveland because they have LeBron and um, they won it. They're defending champs and this, that, and the third. But if I had, like I said, if I had to pick a finals right now, and with the uncertainty of KD's health, yep, um, and the lack of inside presence that they have, Javel. Like I said, the lack of inside uh, presence that they had. Don't you think like just him <laughs> like, being a... Like I said, Mike, <laughs> the lack of inside presence that the Golden State Warriors have and with Pau Gasol, LaMarcus Aldridge, and those guys down in San Antonio, I just think they could be a lot for um, for Golden State game planning and stuff in, um, in the West Coast Finals. Granted, they both make it. Now, I'm hearing whispers. Okay, I can't tell you uh-huh. where. I'm hearing whispers that the Cavs' new additions are hurting the team. Okay, they're hurting the team. You know, uh, Darren Williams, Kyle Korver. You know, uh, you know, Darren has been has been a problem. You know, with his attitude, he ran Jerry Sloan out of basketball. We haven't heard from him since. The, but the the, the defense, it, it, it's it's you know, it's not the same with those guys. Darren's never been a great defensive player. Kyle Korver can't guard me. Okay, I'll say it to his face. Yeah, could shoot his shoot his way uh, out of anything, but can't guard anybody. Do Do you think those teams? Do you think those guys will, will, will wind up being exploited in, in the playoffs? Well, I just don't think their defensive problems started when those guys arrived. Ah, you know, if you just sit there and you watch them play each and every game, they they and Ty Lue will tell you they haven't been the best defensive team this year. Uh huh. You know, it's been a roller coaster. It's been up and down. You know, so when you have that, you just can't pinpoint that it's those guys that's a problem because they just showed up. You know, they just came to the team. Of course, it takes time to learn the different schemes. Everybody has the different terminologies, the way they go out picking roles, different colors, different numbers, different things, you know. So that takes time. But like you said, we all know that Darren has not been known as a lockdown defender. It wasn't that that's not why they got him. They got him there to be a playmaker. To be a playmaker. You now, know, Cal Corver's not been known as a lockdown defender. They got yes. him there to make shots. They got to play D in you know, the playoffs. So, yeah, so, but they will, and, and, and they'll scheme it to a point to where they won't hurt the team. You know, if they are hurting the team, I can't say that they are. You know, like I said, because I don't think that Cleveland has been the best defensive team this year. Kyrie Irving and Steph Curry are always talked about as guys that can't play defense. Mm-hmm. Now, I think Steph Curry uh, is, is he, listen, he's not Bruce Bowen. But I think he pl- he's in defensive position. He gets in the position. He pl- he puts effort into it. If you were to say who is the worst defender out of Kyrie and Steph Curry, which would you? Who would you say? And do you think that these? They're just because they're so explosive offensively that people want to nitpick that they're not lockdown offensive uh, defensive players. Yeah, they both give honest effort. Right. You know, I'm, I'm not gonna say they're like I said Bruce Bowen or Derek Harp or one of those guys or you know what I'm saying. Shout out um, to D Harp. You no. Know, um, yeah, no, I'm saying they give honest effort, you know, and I think they um, Golden State does a decent job at scheming and different things like that. Put Steph in position where he's not 
guarding the, the the dominant ball handler and things like that. And he's mm-hmm. not in a whole lot of pick and roll. So they do a thing. They do, they do a lot of things to protect him to keep him out of foul trouble for one, which I understand. But like I said, he's not he's not been known as a as a as a lock lockdown defender. But he he gives an honest effort. Okay. You know, they both do. Kyrie and Steph, I think they give honest efforts. Yeah, on I, defensive I, end. I agree. I agree. I think it's unwarranted, like, to say, like, they, they both, they you know, that like Steph doesn't play D. Because yeah. if Steph doesn't play D, Kyrie doesn't play D. Uh, but those guys are, are starting to heat up. Steph is starting to look a little bit more like Steph from a year ago. He's starting to do his thing. I think he, you know, he, he paced himself. And I think he had no problem with the KD coming there to help him pace yeah, himself. definitely. Because although he's only 29 years old, he, you know, he suffered from injuries when he first came into the to, to the league, and he's done a lot of basketball, a lot of running. He's went through a lot of picks and rolls. He's been banged around a lot, um, you know. And, and so Steph Curry has a lot of uh, tread on the tire too, and you always got to be worried about the injuries, the ankles, the knees, enough. And Clay Thompson is finally starting to, you know, do his thing. And I think a lot of that had to do, my, in my opinion, with Kevin Durant and those guys sort of deferring to Kevin and making him feel comfortable, and and the Golden State Warriors uh, figuring out what uh, how they were going to work with this big presence. Yeah. Um, so Clay doing his thing, Draymond doing his thing. Can they make it to the finals? Let's say they say Kevin Durant is going to be ready for the Western Conference Finals. Can they get to the Western Conference Finals without Kevin Durant? I think so. Um, I think they have enough to get through the Western Conference Finals. I just think that they have to figure that now. You know, they have to start learning how to play it as like as accept if, what they're going to deal with as if he's not going to be there. Right. You know, I think you start preparing now. You're trying different lineups and different things now to figure out what you're going to go with for the playoffs. And do you do like when a team is going through what they're going through with this mega part of your team being there? They they plan the whole season around Kevin Durant, and now he's not there. And you saying go with different lineups? How 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 big is the shift? Because I, you know, you know, like how big is the change? Like he's going to be there, he's not going to be there. You know, if they if they have their Kevin Durant's on the team plan and the Kevin Durant's not going to be on the team plan, there is will that actually work, or it, it takes rhythm yeah, and no, all that stuff? It takes rhythm, but it has to work. You know, won't have a choice. They don't have time to figure this don't out. Have, you don't have time to figure this out whether he's going to play or not. You have to. You have to prepare because he's not there. You have to prepare that that he's not going to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, and then if he comes back, he's a plus. Right. So he's a plus for us if he comes back. When and if he comes back, he's a plus for us. Seventy um, percent of KD is better than no percent of KD. Right. You know what I'm saying? He he's a he's a force offensively. You know what I'm saying? So you have to pay attention to him if he's out there. How how good is he? He's good man. He's 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 damn good. He's a freak, right? Yeah. Um, not too many guys, man, can get that shot off on anybody. You know, um, can handle the ball the way he can, athletic, long. Um, he's showing people things this year. Um, him having to play the four a lot, um, his shot blocking ability. Because um, it's just the height. Yeah, definitely. His arms are long, man, extremely long. And he's competitive. You know, he's competitive as they come. But he's he's definitely one top three, four guys in the NBA right now. Definitely top three, top four. All right, this is the two-man weave. NBA on tune in Michael Rappaport and Kenyon Martin, the confrontational two. We'll be right back. We're going to figure out uh, what's going on with the rest of the NBA playoff picture. Taking some calls, 310-399-5152. We'll be right back. Two-man weave, NBA on TuneIn. Two-man weave continues after this on the NBA on TuneIn. Stay out of their lane. It's two-man weave with Michael Rappaport and Kenyon Martin. Oh, did Martin get that? On the way back down, he tipped in the alley for set play out of the timeout. That might be the dunk of the night. All right, this is the two-man weave. Kenyon Martin, Michael Rappaport, 
We are back. 310-399-5152. Kenya, what's your opinion on this? <clears throat> Coach Cal, Calipari, just received another extension. Okay? Another extension for $8 million a year until 23-24. I mean, I don't, that's so far ahead in advance. <laughs> Like, is there any other thing? Like, I, that's the first time I ever said that. 2023 and 2000, that seems like the Jetsons. Yeah. You have no reason to think that far ahead. Is like, he so there's great? There's nothing in your life that, unless your kid is graduating at that time or something like that, you have no reason to think that far ahead. Like, yeah. The, like, you think about him graduating high school. Like, yeah. he's, like, in seventh grade right now. Like, yeah. that's crazy. Like, <laughs> well, why, is, why is Coach Calipari so... Like, what is the big deal with these guys? These college coaches, are they that great? Did you come across Cal when, when you were being recruited? No, actually I didn't, um, but he's... And what's like, the big deal? Making like $8 million a year, man. That's impressive. And they've got, they have one championship and you, in 2012. Look, they have one chip, man. And they've been stacked from top to bottom, year in, year out. Year in, year out. And that's like... No, I answer. I don't want. Hey, don't don't fire the man because I'm saying, hey, if y'all give it to him, hey, fine. But like, where's the proof? Like, where's that deserving? Like another extension? Like, who knows what the team or universe is going to look like in 2020? Let alone 20, 2023. 2023, 20. I I just don't. I just don't get what is the value. Like I like for me, like I guess it's because he's famous and it's the name brand. He won one championship in 2012. That's the Anthony Davis, Michael Kidd, Giltris team. You know, obviously they they've 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 been competitive. Yes. And, and players like to go there. But I mean, what? I just don't understand it. I don't understand how when you're playing. Uh, NCAA sports, NCAA basketball, you can't even get a grilled cheese sandwich for free, and this guy knows what he's getting from now until 2024. It just is crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, you can't get a sandwich without getting in trouble, man. It's it's crazy, but yeah, I guess that's the nature of, of college sports. That should tell you the amount of money that they're intaking. You're in, you're out from the benefits of Kentucky basketball. And like you said, those kids that come in, you're in, you're in, you're out, not receiving anything, you know, on that end, you know, and it's it's sad that it's come to that, you know. I I, I don't I don't understand it. I think it's just over <clears throat> the top, man. They they have to figure out a way. You know, I was thinking about like college players, college football players. If you play three four years college football, and let's say you get this injury, you get that injury, you get this concussion, that concussion, while you're there. As a college player, they take care of you. But those knee injuries, those hip replacements that you got for those four years, they don't cover you, you know, when you're 30 and your your hip finally gave out from all the brutal injuries that you suffered uh, from football or or, or all the ankle breaks that you might have suffered from basketball. I don't think it's right. Yeah, they have to come up with some way, man. I know we're going to school for free, but... You're also doing more than going to school like, for free. Yeah, just think about just just take Kentucky basketball for instance. I don't know how much a year it costs to go to the University of Kentucky um, that the scholarship players are getting um, for the the schooling, room and board, books, and all of that. Um, but just do the math on one of Kentucky's home games. Right. You know, I'm pretty sure one of their home games can cover everybody on scholarship 
room and board and tuition for one year. Right. I mean, for four years. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. Like those games, millions of dollars. You know. So I I, I could only imagine, man, um, some of the money that they're getting behind their, that that brand of UK. Does, does it work like this when you get a scholarship? Uh-huh. Now you you stayed four years yes. in Cincinnati. Yes. But let's say you went to Cincinnati for two years, mm-hmm. and then you went into the NBA. Yeah. When you're retired, you say because some guys say I want to go back to school. Yes. Are those two year, two more years of education like a lifetime guarantee, or it, it's it, only? Consecutive? It depends on the university. It depends on whether they want to pay for you to get your education still. You know, it depends. Like I have guys that's um, a friend of mine just went back to the University of Cincinnati, Demar Johnson, to get his degree. Um, after he, after he, was, yeah, he was. Um, he only went to school his freshman year. He got drafted. He was a sixth pick in our draft. Right. Um, I was the first pick. He was a sixth pick. Um, you know, he's just not going back to get his degree. And they're they're, they're hooking him up. Yes, uh, he's a grad assistant on the team. Um, he's helping coach, but yeah, so they paying for him to get his education. You know, some schools do it. Um, some schools may not. Some schools might be reluctant to. Um, but you never know. We need to talk to Rex Chapman. Rex Chapman knows how much money they're bringing in <clears throat> per game at Kentucky. Definitely. Malik Monk, Deron Fox, these guys, they should get some sort of kickback. You just made Coach Cal another $8 million a year until 2099. Okay, this guy's got a lifetime contract with the University of Kentucky. Malik Monk. Yeah, he's, he's good. At least you, you could do is put some weight on this kid because he's a good player. He's... But this Malik Monk, we need to get him in L.A., okay? And we need to get him a couple of cheeseburgers, okay? And he needs to be eating because he is ready for NBA, except for he's a little thin. Well, hey, so you got a... Hey, uh, In and Out Burger. Him and Ingram need to be on the same. Yes, they need to be, <laughs> need to be on, on that same diet yes, plan. Yes, they need to come over to the crib. You get Stephen Jacks to cook up some of that barbecued spaghetti that he talks so much about. Yeah. Okay, and we need to get Malik Monk and these young kids thicken them up so they can take that bump when they come into the lane. Definitely. Speaking of coming into the lane, speaking of the playoff picture, if the playoffs started right now, Golden State plays the Nuggets, San Antonio plays the Grizzlies, the Thunder plays Houston. As far as I'm concerned, that's the matchup. Yes. Anything could happen with the Thunder, the Clippers, and Utah uh, uh, would wind up playing the Clippers. Portland is looming. You know what I think is crazy? Is is uh, Dame Dollar, okay? Mm-hmm. Where is he? In terms of, like, remember he was that dude for a minute? And he still like, is. I, I he still I, is. I agree. But no one's talking about him. We're, we're more interested in talking about Joel Embiid's injuries yeah. than Dame Dollar being a guy who brings it night after night. And I think it's it's developing, and I think it's good for the league, a chip on his shoulder. Oh, he had that chip already. They just made it bigger. They're making it bigger, right? Like, he he wants problems, man. Like, he's he's good. Like, it, that's unfortunate, man. Like, like, I talk about him all the time. He is definitely overlooked. Right. Why like, is that? Is it because maybe because yeah, maybe that's the only team in the north, uh, the northwest. Maybe no other. I I don't know, man. But it's sad. It's sad that he's overlooked constantly. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, he 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 cares that team. He does whatever he can to help that team win night in, night out. And for them to be lingering around and down at the bottom of the eighth spot, maybe ninth spot right now, um, to have a chance to get in the playoffs, that's that's huge. Do you, do you notice that the NBA and the NFL are, are are sort of grooming and developing these stars a little bit different? Like NBA, Dame Dollar, he was that guy for a minute, and and, and like Portland isn't as good as 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 they were obviously when Lamarcus left, and now we don't talk about him. But the NFL, <clears throat> they're developing their stars 
You know, each team is sort of having their stars. They're grooming their stars. Jameis Winston, obviously, you know, he, 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 the, the, there's, there's more football players to talk about than there are NBA basketball players. But how does that work? How does that work with certain guys are getting commercials? Why are we talking about Joel Embiid when he hasn't played in six weeks and he's getting another surgery? But Dame Dollar had 31 last night, and I have to scroll through the newspaper to find out what Dame Dollar's doing. Yeah, I, Is that publicity? Pu- yeah. Publicist? You know, you're in the yeah, you're on man, ESPN the, all the time now. It's the team, it's the league, it's it's they the league wants to market certain guys, the teams market certain guys. Um and it, it's not about the team, it's about the individual. I I get it, like certain players stats are better than others. Right. I get all that. You know, but like we all in this together and we all getting the revenue share, you know. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So why not market some guys? But it, it, that's just the nature of it. That's just the way it is, man. It's been that way from 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 the Michael Jordan era to the Magic and Bird to different guys, Kobe, Shaq, you know, um, LeBron, and, you know, so forth and so on. You know, they have their guys that they market for these commercials, the Carmelo Anthony's of the world, Dwayne Wade. Like, there's certain, certain guys, every NBA commercial you see, it's those guys. But they I get might that. sprinkle a guy here and there. But it's that's just the league. That, that's what that, that, they think they have to have that face or mm-hmm. a few faces of of this business in order for it to strive. You know, which <laughs> I think is to a certain degree. I get it, but we all out there playing. You're all out there playing, and and there's so many great players. And like you know, like listen, right now LeBron is the guy. Yeah, we get that. He's the guy, and then you have Russ, and you have KD, and you have Steph. But it's like you need to you need to spoon feed. My mom, yeah. the, the 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 not so everybody knows LeBron. Yeah. Everybody kind of knows Stephen Russell. I mean, yeah. outside of basketball fans, yeah. but like, who's next? Yeah. You know, Hassan Whiteside, uh, Whiteside side in Miami. This guy sort of came out of nowhere. Yeah. He's the guy down in Miami. You know, Carl Anthony Towns. Listen, even when KD, even when KG was in Minnesota, it's hard for people to really. It's it's Minnesota. Yeah, no definitely. disrespect to Minnesota. Yeah. yeah, I get it. Yeah, no, it's just small market teams, man. Like small markets, and they, the NBA tends to, they care about those, but it's like a, so to speak, like redheaded stepchild kind of deal. So when you, you know? go to a big market in your prime, does that mean something to a player? Like when Carmelo, they were like, yeah, a big market, come to New York. He left them, or, you know, come to New York. Does that stuff mean something in terms of marketability? To certain guys, yeah, certain, there's certain opportunities there for, for, for business adventures and, and things like that, mm-hmm. you know, so different things come your way. Um, people don't have to go searching for you if you're playing in a Denver or or Minnesota or Portland or Indiana. Right. You no, know, you're right in the, the mecca, or you're in L.A. or you're in Miami or or certain places not that far, so you get those opportunities. Okay. You know, you know, so that's why you see a lot of these guys going to some of those teams. You know. KD and Russell, they broke the mold because I mean. As far as I, I, I've never been there, but everything I've heard about OKC, I heard that the YMCA is like a place to go out there. Like I heard, like my friend was just in OKC. And he's like, I couldn't believe it. Like there was no great adventure. There's no Magic Mountain. Like when you want to do something with your kids, you go to the YMCA. They got like a water slide there. Like, and no disrespect to OKC, but if they broke the mold. I mean, if people are going to, you know, everybody knows Russell Westbrook. Obviously, he punched through any hole or any or any doubt. And he superseded any star uh, power, and I think that's good. But but guys like Hassan Whiteside and and Dame Dollar, um, who was the guy for a minute, I feel like they're they're, they're getting underserved and under talked about. Yeah, definitely. And we're always going to talk about the Blake Griffins and the CP3s and the James Hardens and 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 you know would 
Would we would we even talk about James Harden as much? Uh, he's a great player. The beard, great marketing tool. Definitely. Uh, James Harden, if you have any marketing tools for me, I'd love to get that much publicity off a dusty, rusty beard. We could discuss that and more. We'll come back for the last segment of the two-man weave. It's Kenyon Martin. It's Michael Rappaport. DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis finally are starting to click night after night. Uh, uh, we'll see how long they can keep it, see, see what their future uh, uh, holds in down in New Orleans. New Orleans. They're playing at the Smoothie King Arena. I want to hear what Kenyon thinks about the Smoothie King Arena. Um, and we'll be right back. NBA on TuneIn, Michael Rapport, Kenyon Martin, Two Man Weave. NBA on TuneIn. Yeah. Two Man Weave, the confrontational front court of Michael Rapaport and Kenyon Martin. It's Two Man Weave on the NBA on TuneIn. All right, we're back. It's the NBA on TuneIn. We're heating up here. Michael Rapport, Kenyon Martin. We got Jesse from El Central on the phone. You're talking to Kenyon Martin. Michael Rapport, what's the deal, Jesse? Hey, how you doing, Gringo Mandingo and the real Kmart? What up, boss? I had a question for Kmart, even though I'm a real big fan of Rapport. Um, That's all right. I was finding it hard to decide which which era of your career you treasure most the the kid era with with the Nets when you went to the finals or the Denver era when you guys never made it to the finals but you guys did kill a lot of shit out there stuff you mean stuff stuff yeah, right, man sorry. yeah yeah but my um I had a good time in both spots man um but I would say to start my career and being able to have an impact the way I did and and us to make it the two finals, um, me become an all-star and make a name for myself in New Jersey. Um, I would definitely say New Jersey um, as far as basketball-wise, um, just me learning and growing and um, becoming a complete NBA player. Uh, I would say that those first four years in Jersey, which lasted, uh, it, it was a great time. I wish it could have lasted longer. It was very unfortunate that they uh, management decided to break the team up, which um, – Unfortunate to the fans in New Jersey, but I would definitely say New Jersey Day stands out a little more, um, in my opinion. Listen, yeah, this is the two man weave. You got to watch your mouth. Can't curse. If me and Kenyon Martin can do it, anybody can do it. Yeah, that's why I became a fan uh, after Game Four. I, I think it was. I remember what what finals it was. Where you had like thirty five points. That's where you know me and my brothers we started you know really uh, being a fan of Kenyon Martin. We actually yeah, met him once at the Lakers. Lakers game. Yeah, that was against the Lakers, and, boss. All right, Jesse, thank, thank you for the call. Please call back again. If you call in the two-man weave, you got to watch your mouth, okay? If I could do it, Kenyon Martin could do it, you can do it too. The Eastern Conference playoffs, they line up like this, okay? The Cavaliers, the Celtics, who are only two games back, you keep resting your players, you never know. You might not win every single game you think you're going to win, okay? Cleveland, Ty Lue. Well, they own five when they rest LeBron, so hey. <laughs> hey, I would love for them. You want to rest players? I would love for them to be like, oh, we're going to win this game. We're going to, because that's all, it's all math, right? Yeah. It's all like, well, we can well, beat this team. Yeah, yeah. Without, yeah, no, Maybe there's a couple of flukes. And definitely, you want that home court and playoffs, trust me. Okay. The Wizards are in third place. Toronto and the Wizards, third and fourth collectively. They're fighting half game back from each other. The Hawks and the Pacers, the Bucks. And the Heat, and now my Pistons, I would love to get Stan Van Gundy. 
I would love to hear him agonize about fighting for a playoff spot. I know, I'm just trying to get in the playoffs. Otherwise, <laughs> I'm going to book my plane to Panama. I need a vacation. I need a break. Okay, but that's the way it's looking. And and, and the Cavaliers uh, with LeBron, who who is not slowed down. He is not slowed down, and he's going to be doing it this year and then next year. And I, and I, I hate to bring it back to this LeVar Ball thing, and I hate to bring it back to the, to the fact that we're talking about LeVar Ball more than, more than his son Lonzo Ball. But Kenyon, LeBron James, who, listen, I am, I am the LeBron attacker. I am the, 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 the guy who's on his shoulder, whispering in his ear now that Lance is no longer doing it. LeBron has said, you know what? Now it's gotten personal. You're talking about my kids. Don't talk about my kids. Keep my kid's name out of your mouth. Now LeBron James is going to get Lonzo Ball next year on all kinds of pick and rolls. And LeVar Ball is not going to be the one who has to pay the price. When he sets him up on isolations with Kyrie, because Le- Le- LeBron's going to do that. Yeah, because he won't guard LeBron on the other end. No, he's not going to guard him, but he might catch him in some pick and rolls. He's going to be like, yo, isolate. <laughs> and and, and Le- LeVar Balls, he's going to be there in the crowd. He's going to be watching. And now Le- LeBron is going to make an example of his son. Yeah. Don't you think? I mean, more than just he would for any other rookie. And to me, that again, that's adding pressure to it, and then LeVar could be like, well, I want them to give my kids that work. It'll be to bring out the best of them. No, you haven't, this is not about you. Not at all. It's definitely not about you. He he, he wants it to be about him. Um, he's trying to live vicariously through his kid. Um, but, yeah, like LeBron not going to be the only one that's going to go at him next year. They're you know, all going to have to Everybody do it. is like. Jeremy you know, Lin's going to give him that. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Listen, uh, yo, yeah. Jeremy Lin's going to, he's going to come into Brooklyn. They're going to be yeah. playing that Biggie music, uh-huh. that Nas music. Yeah, and Jeremy Lin's going to, I mean, these I are all you. NBA players. I get you. You know what I'm saying? I'm not rolling. But but do you think Le- Le- LeBron James, <laughs> I mean, again, you know, next year LeBron James, he's, he's going to remember all this stuff. Yeah, because uh, so we got short memories as. I mean, long memories as athletes when things or things have been done or said to us or or our families or whatever you want to call it. You know, I just think, um, yeah, he's going to have an uphill battle battling these NBA guys next year. These are NBA players, man, and you guys go out of your way when you when you were a vet when you passed your 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 rookie year, second year, third year, fourth year. You can you Martin, you see a young rookie coming into the league. Oh, You're yeah. like, yo, I got a mouse in the house oh, yeah. no matter who it is, right? Fresh meat. Fresh meat. <laughs> Fresh meat out here, you know, and they don't know how to play. They naive, you know what I'm saying? You can you can trick them, mental games, like all, all that plays a factor. You no, know, all that plays a factor when we're out there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I really think it's going to be a problem. I think the matchups in the Eastern Conference, in my opinion, the Heat versus the Cavs, obviously, the, the, that's the sentimental. I am going to become a Heat fan if that happens. I am going to be rooting for the Heat to somehow push those guys in the first round. I don't know if they could do it, but I'm going to grease my hair back every single game <laughs> in honor of the great Pat Riley. And, and and like I said earlier, Houston versus the Thunder in the first round, the Beard versus Russell Westbrook, these guys both have been campaigning for MVP, uh, and, and they'll be figuring out that MVP in that first round. Uh, Stephon Curry... And the Thunder, the other night, they got into a little skirmish. Kenya, what, what is your opinion of these OKC fans? They're, they're not doing them, they're not doing their team any favors. Why not? Because Golden State has beat them every single game. True. And they're, they're walking around with the cupcake. Personally, listen, I'm a guy who likes to talk trash, mm-hmm. but these OKC fans are treating Kevin Durant 
Worse than even the, 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 the Cleveland fans, they had that one game where I thought it was ugly. They took it too far. Like, where it's like, we don't just want to beat you. We want to, like, we want to actually kill you. Yeah, they, hey, if you, like you said, you've never been to Oklahoma City, right? What's it like there, Kenyon? Break just, it down. Like, Speak they on. love that team, man. They have they, nothing else. They the got YMCA that team, is they a have that spot. team, and they have a minor league, like, I don't know, a baseball team. That's it. But he's gone. And they resent that. Okay, but they're still. It's not like he left and left them dead and stinking. They did, but, but he but, did. But he, he left them and went to the team that they should have beat. I get that. No, I'm a lunatic fan. All, listen, all of that matters to them fans. All of that, like everything positive. That's like some people think of it like everything positive that you did for us, great. Like everything like you did for the like for the city, Oklahoma City, and the Thunder. Some people still are grateful for that. Shouldn't they take a Pilates? The, the the majority of the people CrossFit. They want his scalp. Listen, they want his head on the stake. They really do hey, want his head on the stake. They want his head on the stake. Literally. You know what I'm saying? Yes, definitely. You know what I'm saying like, and they they have every right to feel that way. I get it, but at some point, it's like, yo, your team is still doing the thing. Like, but my, they would, but they look at it. We we would be better had he not went to the team that we should have beat. I get it. I didn't like it either. But you guys are wasting your energy with no, the cupcake walking around on crutches. They don't think so. Maybe the cupcake, maybe the cupcake might tear a little ACL. Hey, okay, was, how do you gonna like that? Hey, but you gotta like the humor in it though. I I love the humor. Yeah, in you, it. I love the competitiveness of it. KD, all he did was follow the LeBron playbook. No, he didn't. Can't get it done. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. The Miami Heatles. How soon we forget, Kenya Martin? He didn't go to a team that just won seventy three games. I understand. Yo. This man went to a team that just won 73 games. I get it. I didn't like it either. I so did not like I it I don't either. look at it as the same situation. Same. LeBron, listen, LeBron was in Cleveland, right? He did his work. He did before he went to Miami, right? Yes. We're talking about the first incarnation of yeah. LeBron James. Made it to a finals, got swept by um, the Spurs. He was incredible. I'm saying he was great, but he felt he didn't have enough and management wasn't giving him enough. Right. You know? Wasn't giving him enough to work with. So, therefore, he, he went somewhere where – he had another guy in Dwayne Wade. They added Chris Bosh, a few other pieces along the way. That's that situation. KD Le- LeBron 2.0. I'm just saying the OKC fans, pick up, start playing PlayStation. Go to the movies. There's got to be other things to do besides, I mean, the hatred. I am the biggest player hater probably in media. I am a player hater, but golly, <laughs> I ain't heard man. that word in so long. It's, it's yo, not helping yo, your cause, hey, that's man. That's the original. That's the original one. Player I, hater. <laughs> I am that dude, but I just think that like, and then you got dudes like uh, a reserve named Samaj Christian. And excuse me if I'm not saying his name right. You're talking greasy to Steph Curry. First of all, the fact that you're talking greasy to Steph Curry, like he's a, like a push-up. Steph Curry grew up as a as a son of an NBA player. He was a scorny kid. You don't think he's been taught hey, greasy to hey, his dude, whole I, career? Hey, forget all that. Did you see the fake, the fake thing that Steph was doing, act like he was trying to go after the dude? I like his intentions. Man, it was fake. It was fake hustle. Yes. Definitely was fake hustle. Wasn't no intention there. You know, it was arms down and you just pushing. I get it. But he's probably saying to himself, I can't even say your name right, Samaj Christian. Don't even look at me in the eye, my man. Like, who are you to even talk? Like, you don't even, you can't even speak to me. Listen, we got to wrap it up. It's the NBA on tuning. We're called the confrontational two. Tonight, Houston versus OKC, Indiana versus Boston, Atlanta versus Washington, Cleveland versus Denver. 
These are the big games. We'll be back every Wednesday, 5 to 7. Kenyon Martin, Michael Rappaport, the two-man weave, the confrontational two. We're signing off, Kenyon. You know what I'm talking about? We'll be back every week doing the thing, two-man weave. You've been listening to Two Men Weave with Michael Rappaport and Kenyon Martin right here on TuneIn. You're listening to the NBA on TuneIn. Listen like you mean it.